Welcome back to the show that is featuring yet another gauntlet match because we're going to keep doing this until we get it right. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am the special guest ring apron fluffer for WrestleMania. I am amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is being asked about that amazing main event coming up later tonight. He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. You never heard of a ring apron fluffer? No, I've I, I, not in that particular combination. I have not. I know. Fluffer has a different connotation in a different business. That's not what I'm talking about. Isn't it? It's hard. I, Isn't I it? I think it would be hard to... I, I think fluffer actually means, you know, what fluffer is supposed to mean and not the not, not in the porny way. No, no. I don't, I don't think so. I think that's the only way that word has ever been used. Um, maybe at a marshmallow factory. Okay, how about you fluff your pillows? What are you doing? What what are you being right then? You're a pillow fluffer. I'm a henpecked husband, probably, if I'm fluffing pillows. I gotta fluff them pillows. I, I can't stand an unfluffed pillow. I also can't stand some things about WWE this week. Uh, I think we've said, building up to WrestleMania, that, hey, we're going to get at least one bad episode of Raw and SmackDown probably here in between. Guess what? We got a bad episode of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I even great. go back through, even going back through my notes, I I really found it difficult to find something that was like noteworthy, <laughs> maybe like a couple things, and maybe probably noteworthy because they were bad. Okay, I just, let's, I, let's just skip it. I just didn't. In, I well, I, I, we don't have to skip it all out outright. We can <laughs> mention a couple of things. I I I think noteworthy is the fact that Ricochet has been here so long; he's already getting Jinder Mahal matches. <laughs> <laughs> That is, uh, that is peak. Oh no! Now I'm stuck on raw, <laughs> and I, I, I at least enjoyed a couple of. I, I mean, I enjoyed it because Ricochet was there, so that that was nice. And that's the good thing about all that, Ricochet was, matches. When uh, he got him in a rear chin lock and held it for like you know 20 seconds, I'm like, oh, Ricochet is just like man. I get to go to NXT tomorrow, <laughs> and I get to wrestle like four other dudes. They're like the top in the industry right now. Oh, just thinking about that to get him through the match because, I mean, it's a it's a Jinder Mahal match. So I I I was I was genuinely shocked to hear his music and not hear Alistair Black's after that. I'm like, oh, it's not a tag match. And then Jinder Mahal's. I'm like, oh no, he's he's here now. He's staying on Raw. That's that's not good. Um, and Ronda Rousey uh, owns Dana Brooke. Which uh, not a, it's a foregone conclusion uh, when you get a match because you got dropped on your head. That's not uh, gonna gonna end well in terms of the match. I do like Dana Brooke and her optimism before going out. All I need is three seconds. <laughs> that can make me a champion, and then see you never, Dana Brooke. And also welcome to WWE, Travis. What's your face? Ronda, Ronda Rousey's real life husband. <laughs> yeah, that was so. That's weird bringing him into it. I think it, it's all part of the breaking kayfabe because you know we're supposed to believe we're supposed to believe that she's not you know in, in on this anymore. She doesn't care. It's all fake. Who cares? So bring the husband makes sense because whatever. I'm just gonna bring him around now because yeah, he's UFC or whatever. But hey, I don't care. And also, I, they're rushing everything right now. Mm -hmm. I, I really do believe that she is probably gone after WrestleMania, maybe not immediately, but I think she probably will step away. It's really starting at least to feel for, that way, yeah. 
Yeah, and so because of that, you kind of have to rush. It's like with Daniel Bryan, you know, you have him for a precious few moments, and it's like, okay, well, we got to rush everything. Like they felt like they were doing when he first came back, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we'll settle him into a heel role, and then we can, you know, kind of pad this out for a bit. Yeah, they had to rush so, that big cast feud. What talking about? <laughs> that was the whole problem with the original Daniel Bryan push. Is like, yeah, big cast. That was the whole problem. Was big cast. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you, true. You, you can stop right there. It's also worth noting that uh, Kurt Angle's uh, farewell tour continues. He announced his opponent for WrestleMania, and it underwhelmed literally everyone. Like even the announcers are underwhelmed by it, which tells me it's not that it's it's a it's a work. They're they're gonna change it up somehow at Mania. I don't know if you saw John Cena uh, on his cryptic Instagram posting a picture of a fan that says has holding a sign that says Baron Corbin is a dumpster fire. <laughs> So no, you see, a, people a are dumpster fire is more interesting to watch. There's a lot of dynamism in a dumpster fire. You never know what it's there can be. Burn. Yeah, there might there might be something in there that might explode. Who knows? Yeah, I just don't. I don't know if they would give us John Cena versus Angle and actually give us like a decent match. I would hope so. I would. I. I just want to see something like that. Angle versus Corbin at WrestleMania, like that. That is a kickoff ass match. <laughs> that is not the the send off that Kurt Angle deserves. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's. I, I think they're. I they're working on something else. That, that, that I, even acknowledging on their like YouTube channel that you know everybody seems underwhelmed by his choice of Baron Corbin except for Baron Corbin and he's like you know uh, he reposted uh, uh, a promo he cut when he back when he had hair still um, where he says like I'm I'm sailing down a river made of your tears <laughs> talking about the fans like i don't care what you say i'm the champion i think it was when he won the money in the bank or whatever so it, it's i i think we'll get a better match out of that at the end i i do kind of worry that they'll do the john cena thing they did last time where they just have it come out of the very out of thin air and he fights the undertaker for like five minutes so he'll fight kurt angle for like five minutes and then that'll be kurt angle's send-off I, I hope he gets more than that. I because he, he got Chad Gable this week and it wasn't a great match. I mean Chad Gable had to basically yank him through most of the moves, but it was it was exactly what you would hope for in a Chad Gable versus Kurt Angle 2019 match. Yeah, it was. They did the best with what they had to work with. Good on both those gentlemen. Really wish they would have done that five years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's and also uh, when they're standing there. Uh, kind of circling each other in the ring. Somebody took a, p- a screen grab of that and then posted it with the Spider-Man meme of Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. <laughs> and again, WWE acknowledged that. So it's, I th- they're in on the joke. They get, um, I, I, it does leave me wondering where's Jason Jordan? Like, is he going to, is he going to come back for his father's farewell? Like he would have to, right? Even if he's injured, even if he's out with an injury or whatever, he still has to come back for, to see his dad off at WrestleMania, right? You would think so. They're weird about injured wrestlers not even doing talkie bits, which really confuses me. Yeah. I Well, I mean, we, we have so much going into this WrestleMania of work shoots that I having Jason Jordan show up to send off his not actual dad, I think would be fine. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I think they should, from a storytelling perspective, it should be. Like, that's not a work shoot. That's just a regular work. Like, I mean, that's just keeping up kayfabe. I mean, keep up kayfabe. That's what kayfabe's there for. So, yes, it would make sense for him to come out and just be part of that big, long line 
of people that he's going to walk by and, and give a, a hug to. So we also got to see what Dave Batista's home office looks like as he took a call from Triple H there uh, in his office to talk business and look like a mob boss. And I, I, I enjoyed that for what it was. I mean, it was a, it was a quick little promo segment. There was not much to it, but I, I, I continue to like where they're taking it, at least outside the ring. I don't expect to be like overwhelmed by this match at WrestleMania. I think they'll probably get a lot of out of the ring stuff, especially since it's no holds barred that will not, I should say elevate, but will make it better than it would just be a normal one-on-one regular ass wrestling match. So I, I also like that he leans into the, you know, Michael Cole, everybody, you're you're all being suckered. Like this dude is conning you. He's been doing it for years. He did it to me. That's why I left. Just wisen up, man. And him, Michael Cole, saying like he's been nothing but fair to me. And Brandon Stroud posts a gif of uh, Triple H hoisting Michael Cole literally by his underwear, <laughs> like just bouncing him around the ring back when they were DX. <laughs> so, uh, history, history matters. It Michael does, Cole. but at the same point, I mean. People flip-flop I, I, so much, you can't... I don't know. You, I'm glad it, it I don't have to keep wrestling continuity straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, if you try to do that... I, I, NXT is good at it right now, but it's also because they're young. They don't have, you know, the decades of history to pull from, so you can't just say one thing, and then somebody finds a clip that says, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's not how it happened. So... Uh, moving on to SmackDown. SmackDown was much, much uh, more positive. We got the second gauntlet match featuring Kofi Kingston. This time we knew it was supposed to feature Kofi Kingston because this is the match where he has to win it all yeah. to go to it all. And I, uh, So getting out of the way, the only other match uh, on the show was the Iconics versus the Boss and Hug Connection. Can we please they stop did, calling uh, them Sasha. that? I, that's, I, it's on their shirts. It's stupid. So. It was only it, some people. It only made it like okay. So it was okay. It was passable when it was the Rock and Sock connection because that's fun to say. The Boss and Hug connection is hard to say. Doesn't rhyme and isn't intimidating. Please stop using it. Okay, so because it's hard to say, why don't we call them Boston Nug? Boston, <laughs> it's in Boston <laughs> Nuggets. I've heard people call them that as well. But, but, Just any variation of something that sounds like Boss and Hug, but is you know easily confused because that doesn't make any sense no it doesn't make any sense but uh, i'm trying to think what boston nugget would be like just a bean chicken nuggets made out of beans or cream pie Ooh, little cream pies okay yeah that's a boston nug little okay, bite-sized cream pies okay yeah they can I'm, be the boston I'm glad nugs. we i'm glad we got them there together uh so the iconics take the match and uh this gets them into a uh, fatal four-way Actually, I think they're already in the match, but this proves that they belong in the match, and they uh, will now fight Boston Nug, uh, Tamina and, and Naya, and Natalia, and Beth Phoenix at WrestleMania for the titles. And there's not, I, 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 th- I think they'll make it into a decent match. Uh, Natalia being involved makes me <laughs> worry <laughs> about anything, and then Naya and Tamina, you know. It, it it adding more women is probably the right way to go because just having a two on two match for the titles at this point is not they they don't have the tag division to to bolster that especially because the one tag team that you really would think would be in there the riot squad are nowhere to be seen and I 
I don't know if anyone is nursing an injury or if they're just taking time off. I don't know what's going on with them or if they're just sitting out until they, the women's battle royal actually officially gets announced and they'll declare for that. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to be in that. And the women's battle royale is kind of a throwaway, as is the men's. Yeah. I don't even know if they'll do it this year because uh, the SmackDown title match is now a four-way. The Raw women's match is a three-way. The tit- the tag team titles is an eight-person contest now. Hell, they could add another one. The right squad could come out on Monday and say they want to be in it too. So I, they don't have – I don't know if they have enough women unless they call up like half of NXT to be in this thing, which I'd be fine with. That'd be great. I'd call up the Sky Pirates and watch them wrestle for 15 minutes on the kickoff. I'd be fine with that. I, I don't know that they're actually going to announce it this year. Like, I, I Braun Strowman finally declared that he is the first person to enter to declare for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yeah, see, this is this is just an epitome of the problem right now with the main roster is that there are too many people and not enough things to do with any of them. So, like, we just brought Kevin Owens back. He had a big main event title match. He's going to have to be in there because there's nothing else going on for him. Uh, we don't know anything that's going on with anybody, with a lot of other people. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised, like, if no one else joins the battle royal, because like, how is anybody gonna defeat Braun Strowman in a battle royal? Well, I mean, if we're talking about the current Braun Strowman, anybody could because he's been so nerfed. Hell, put Leo Rush in there and have him finally get his oh, a win, and it's over Braun Strowman. That's... Oh, put him in a dumpster. Bring back his kryptonite dumpsters and little guys. Ooh, I know. Leo Rush wins, and then Bobby Lashley has to carry the trophy for him, and he carries Leo Rush at the same time. Leo <laughs> Rush is, like, hanging off the trophy, like, see, I won it! <laughs> I have to have my buddy carry it for me. It's really heavy. I'm a little guy. Uh, speaking of KO, he was uh, on SmackDown and hosting the KO Show, which has new graphics. It's gotten an upgrade. It looks a little more like a talk show. Uh, he has Charlotte and Becky on and uh, kind of hams it up for them for a while, which I enjoyed, and then literally bails out of the ring before Becky, you know, answers Charlotte's question, which he knows is going to be a punch. So he's like, oh, hang on, hang on. Steps out of the ropes. like, your answer, please. <laughs> <laughs> she just punches her. Like, KO gets what's, gets what's going on. Oh, he, yeah. He knows what's up. It was, uh, it was, I don't like most talkie segments. I, I like the Kevin Owens show. Yes, Kevin uh, Kevin Owens, uh, especially when he had uh, Sami Zayn with his whole glasses shtick. That was amazing. Was, uh, that, that was. I, I would absolutely love them to go right back to that. I know, you know, Sami Zayn needs to be a beloved babyface when he comes back. I mean, Kevin Owens is basically right now. Yeah, the, like, still playing he that. could be right like this. Although I still kind of yeah. hope Sami Zayn joins Daniel Bryan and they just kick people it, for good causes. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense for him, too, but I... They don't necessarily always do what what makes sense. Um, so let's get to the the, the gauntlet match itself with Kofi Kingston um, coming out on top until. Well, we we can kind of talk through the match. We at least should talk about the opponents because uh, they have a, a tendency now to have the gauntlet match like the first match be like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. which is mean because this guy has to wrestle like five other guys and he has to go with Sheamus for like fifteen minutes and they I, just like when they did uh uh. Was it Brian he faced in the first part of the gauntlet match before? Uh, yeah, he started with Daniel Bryan. Okay, and they had they had an amazing match. Like it was it was a good standalone match, and that this is the same way with Sheamus. And when it ends, it's just like, okay, Cesaro's right there. Like as soon as this match ends, he's gonna jump him, and this thing this whole thing's gonna be over. And no, he he survives that, and 
Then we get Rowan coming in, doing the smart thing for his boss and taking out, uh, just beating the hell out of him, getting the DQ. But I, I don't think I've seen that in a gauntlet match for a while. Like a guy just, just taking him out saying, I'll take the DQ. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That was a good throwback. This way. Yeah. This way he's not going to be able to stand when my, well, we don't know at this point, but when Daniel Bryan comes around, uh, Joe predictably beats him like a redhead stepchild. And that's, you know, all well and good until Kofi gets, I think he got the flash pin on him. And I, all, all throughout all these matches, it's so, uh, it's such a good touch to watch everybody in the back watching Kofi, but you know, the new day watching, cause they know they can't come out and help because again, feeding into kind of the, the, the social aspect of the story in this match, just wanting to be there for their friend is going to cost him everything he's worked for. So they have to stay back there. But, you know, that you know they want to be out there and they're like screaming at the TV and the Usos are gathering around and they just keep on gathering more and more people until an entire crowd is watching mm-hmm. by the end of the match. And that was that was an awesome sight. And yeah, that was fun. Uh, even or even Orton, even Orton put in the work as the, the last opponent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was on commentary. They call back to saying these guys had a, a storied feud in 2009. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's oh. I don't remember that at all. Oh, the, thank you for calling back to that. You didn't catch the stupid reference, or was that the, the was that this week, reference? or was that I can't remember if that was this week or was that back during the tag match? But there was the the infamous instance where Kofi Kingston missed a spot. He was either I can't remember if he was supposed to stay down and he got up, or he's yeah he got up for uh, or he stayed down from an RKO, but he was supposed to get up to get punted or something like that. And in the middle of the ring, Randy Orton yells at him, "Stupid, stupid, stupid." And then in one of these matches, I can't remember if it was this week or uh, two weeks ago when they did the three-on-three match, but Kofi Kingston slams him on the ground. And he's just like, stupid, stupid, stupid. It was really, I really not. good long-term storytelling reference the past. Huh, I missed that. Uh, it makes sense for them to call back on that because uh, they lucked into this, mm-hmm. but now uh, they also lucked into using their history, like uh, using his history as a a storied competitor as the guy that, you know, the rest of the new day always says he's, he's been here so long. He deserves so many opportunities. And then he finally gets it. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're playing all that. And I, I wish I'd seen that. No, I missed it. So, uh, he defeats Orton and the new day comes out and celebrates with him. And Vince even comes out to say, congratulations. You're going to WrestleMania. Oh, that's right. If you beat this last competitor and it's Daniel Bryan. And that's just that, that's just the wrong the wrong move, also the right move, but the wrong move. And uh, Dale Bryan, I think earlier in the night is playing up still on the B plus player, which again, just adds a new level of, of shit Lord to him because before it was like, okay, well we hate him because he's just being such a dick about all this, but he's, he's right. We need to save the environment. We need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. And now him just calling Kofi a B plus player is like, okay, now you're a hypocrite. So we can, we can like justifiably hate you for that. And I don't like that. I liked the weird dichot- the dichotomy of where it, if you really thought about it, you would want to root for him. But he, I get it because he does want to keep his championship, so it's fine. I'm like, I'm not oh, against it, but I don't know. I think I think going into a, a match now at WrestleMania that was not on the cards, you know, like two months ago or whatever, that it makes sense for them to really be steering him towards clear heel. So they, they get the delineation they need. I mean, obviously, Kofi's going to get cheered right now because the entire company's behind him. But again, that was not the case two or three months ago. So I, I, I think maybe it's a, a slight change in gears, but I 
I'm all for it. Like I, I know who the bad guy is. I know who the good guy is, and I know exactly what I want to happen for WrestleMania. So it's 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 all working for me. We just need now. Uh, so after Daniel Bryan just beats him mercilessly, does the whole hold his arms, stomp on his face, which is the, the a great addition to his repertoire being a heel. Um, then we, you know, it's it's over for Kofi, and now we have social media promos from Biggie and Xavier saying, you know, maybe uh, if this is going to keep happening, then maybe WWE is not the spot, not the place for us. And, you know, clearly that's not the case if, if WWE was going to lose out on all this money right. just by, you know, screwing over one guy, then they, they would not do that. So They also wouldn't uh, put yeah. it on their own YouTube and stuff about these people considering quitting. Because... Well, they... To be fair, they haven't done that. They did. They have not. Uh, no, they haven't. It's been on their. It's been on their individual social media accounts. No, there's the one like they've, right they've after the match. It. That was on WWE WWE's official YouTube. Oh well, yeah, that one was because on SmackDown. I'm talking about the ones they like cut in like their hotel room or whatever and put on their Twitter. Uh, Wasn't it after SmackDown it, the one that they they showed? I mean, it was like it was them in the locker room and they're just like, "Come on, let's just get out of here. We, let's quit. We don't need to be here." Yeah, that that, but I mean, like a, a more personal one, like yeah, yeah, just like they, they did and more, camera. and they were uh, more straight up, but yes, yeah, yeah, it's it, it it's smart, I think, using uh, mm-hmm. the, all the different aspects of how these guys get over these days um, to further this feud, and I, we need now a, a Vince McMahon to come out next week and clearly say this is why I keep screwing this man over like i don't i don't want to make up my own reasons of well he's obviously racist like that's obviously Mm -hmm. the undertone one of the undertones but he needs to come out and say why it's happened so we can overturn it and get to our kofi mania yeah it's so i i i really am enjoying the racist angle that sounds horrible i think it's good (laughs) storytelling i think it's interesting i think it shows a level of maturity that the wwe did not have 10 years ago but at the same time Mustafa Ali just got a free shot at the title. So there's there's a little inconsistency in that. I know they're different, but it's if race is an issue, usually race is an issue. Yeah, I I mean, I they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. I I get that, but like you said, it it is a it is a it's a baby step, but it's one in the right direction for them and uh oh, I think it's way more than a baby step. I think it's a, I think they're doing it. I think they're doing it right right now. It's just that there's inconsistencies with outside that storyline. Yeah, you're not wrong. And that's just, uh, th- like you said, there's so many guys to keep track of. It's almost impossible not to have at least one thing where it's like, well, Titus O'Neil just got a tag shot just out of nowhere. So that. <laughs> well, yeah, but we all know the tag team titles are up for anyone's grabs. Well, it also seems to be that Vince doesn't care about Raw right now. He's only he's only ever showing up on SmackDown. So that's a. Uh... Really? I thought he was running raw, and that's why it was so garbage. I mean, he runs everything, times. but I'm saying he doesn't show up on it. Like, he doesn't actually come out. Oh, and, yeah. Or, yeah, it's it's always on SmackDown now because that's where the guy he wants to screw over is. So, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's still good storytelling. SmackDown overall was very good because it was basically that one match, and other things on the outside edges were good as well. So, yay SmackDown, boo raw. And we will be talking about the non-main roster shows after the break. And we're back to talk about the WWE Network, which you can get for only $9.99 a month. The first month is free. So you, I'm sorry, that that I just slipped into it there. I think I went into a coma. I'm okay. There we go. Uh, no, no. All right, I'm fine. What is going on with you? you? The shows on the network. 
We're going to talk about them. All right. When you talk about the network, you have to just, you, by law, you have to talk about how much it costs and how it's free. Uh, the first month is free for new subscribers. <laughs> don't think that's true, but okay. You don't watch enough live WWE TV. You don't no, I, I know that they, they need this. to. I'm just saying you don't. You don't know that, that like the superstars when they cut promos and they accidentally mention the network and they just start rolling into that and it's like oh I think that's just a sickness now <laughs> like Paul Heyman just accidentally just starts talking in salesman speak even though he doesn't mean to. Two Five Live featured uh, uh, Mike Kanellis match which you know I'm a fan of <laughs> and also the final match in the tournament to determine the number one contender for Buddy Murphy's cruiserweight championship. So, uh, Canellis beats Tazawa, which this is his first win, and he only gets the win because his wife helps him. But I choose to believe that the true power of love is what finally gave him a win. Of course. His heart grew three sizes this day. <laughs> what else could it possibly be? Uh, it could be his wife holding Tazawa's shoulders down while he counts, or his arms down at least. So, it's fine. Nah. They, got, they got me their, their uh, music twice in one match, so I'm, I'm happy. I was also pretty happy uh, that they decided to go a different direction and not just give us Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania again. We actually have Tony Nese, who is friends with Buddy Murphy, maybe not after he beat him down after the match, but uh, it's also worth noting that, again, 205 Live tapes after SmackDown, after these people, and after a gauntlet match. So these people were mm-hmm. pro- should be like exhausted in many ways and they gave them a this is awesome chant and then at the end that was awesome and it really was like it it, it they're they're having a tendency now on 205 live to have the matches be too long like they only put like two matches on the show and each match has to be like 15 to 20 minutes which is just too long for a hey this is just a singles match that doesn't really have any stakes to it i know the the alexander nice one did but that match went like almost 25 minutes and there's a lot of let, let's rest before the next move because good Lord, we've got a long time to still be here. <laughs> and that, that is, I, I think they need to get down to control. I, I want them to go more to a format of NXT, NXT UK where they have almost four matches. If they can fit them in, maybe mm-hmm. just three. Cause they have a little less time. They usually go closer to 45, 50 minutes, but let's get three matches in there. Get some more guys shown off. Not just have four guys wrestle and t- take up an hour of your time almost. That's that's just too long. But that said, they pulled off some awesome spots. Uh, it, it, it was just a really good match. And to see the fans get behind it and actually stand up and start clapping for them was... I, 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 you could tell it, it stirred something in them. Like when that they started getting that, they, they really kicked it into another gear and said, all right, wait, wait, let, let's really give them a show. Like, let's, let's do this. And then... Tony Nese comes out on top, and that, that was just really surprising. I did not think they'd do Nice Murphy at WrestleMania. But I'm glad they are. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. Um I I I I don't see a world in which uh Buddy Murphy just isn't the champion forever, though. Like this doesn't feel like the the the, the match to take it off of him. I I will agree with half of that. I don't think he'll be champion forever because if they're going to keep 205 Live around, which there's constantly rumors that, you know, it may get axed or whatever. If they're going to keep it around, they have to transition to somebody else. They have to build somebody else up. Buddy Murphy is a guy right now that even before he got the title, he does not need it. He is the the showstopper. And so to put on Nice, 
I think Nice will be uh, the the face going into this match, and then he can transition back to being a heel afterwards. He just has to, you know, Buddy Murphy beating him down after this match. I think sets as clear a delineation as we're going to get with two heels going into him, two heel friends going into a match, or at least former friends. You know, uh, I thought it was pretty well done the way he you know raised his hand and was like, oh, "I'm so glad I get to fight my friend. I'm so proud of him." And then nope, and he, he even he even did it with flourish. It wasn't it wasn't just a a, a quick little turn, you know, Randy Orton raising him up on his shoulders and then thumbs down, dropping him. He tosses the belt with like a flourish and then just lays him out. So I, I, I think he enjoyed that a little too much. And <laughs> I, 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 it should set up a, a fun, but also honestly throw away kickoff match that not many people are going to care about or get to see, but that's what two five live is at this point. So yeah, it's, it's a shame. Buddy Murphy for the main roster. I'm I I I like this show and I like it being around. I also I worry that if they got rid of this show, all these guys would either get shuffled to a show where they never are seen again, or just get they leave. Yeah. Because I mean, there's obviously greener pastures now. Or there will be soon, and it's I'll also sure go there and tear it up with Neville. I don't I don't care. That's or sorry, Pac. I can't call him that anymore. Yeah. Or I mean the the only the only thing I think that could save it in my mind is if they go f- put every all their eggs in that basket, build Ricochet up really big on the main roster, and then move him over there, and have him and uh, uh, Buddy Murphy have just an amazing story, and then Buddy Murphy leaves and goes to to, uh, to SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I, also you don't really need a story with that. Murphy is a really good heel. Like he's just he's he's just a. He's dastardly, I would say, and Ricochet. I believe you could be you could buy him as a heel in some alternate universe, but he is he is just a face. So it, it just have them wrestle. God, give, give me a best of seven Ricochet versus Murphy series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Just nod, nod, and enjoy that. NXT UK. Uh, like I said, is, is the brand to watch if you want to see four different matches and you mm-hmm. get to see lots of different styles and uh, wrestling. I was, I was kind of surprised that none of the matches were uh, women's matches this week. Uh, they are kind of, I wouldn't say rebuilding that that uh, division, but they're, uh, I mean, Storm and Ripley are their clear stars and there's not really much else. I mean, I know they've signed people. They just haven't really debuted yet. Like uh, Jazzy Gabert is apparently signed and still coming up, but hasn't shown up yet. Uh, Kaylee Ray just made her debut, but uh, they tape shows the same way NXT does. So she's not going to show up again, most likely on this set of episodes. So, and Rhea Ripley apparently is injured and announced it on uh, Twitter by saying, what's your excuse? And just has her a picture of her in the, in a boot. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, apparently it's not that serious. It's, you know, a minor injury, but still she's one of the, the, top stars in the female division there and so it it was just sad to not see a female match at all but i mean also when jenny fights uh candy floss i mostly check out because there's not much going on there i like candy floss she looks delicious I, well, they have candy floss and they have who, who's the uh, uh zaya brookside has the blue hair yeah when they wrestle it is it is too much color <laughs> it's like it's like nxt alexa bliss versus blue pants I'd watch NXT Alexa Bliss versus Blue Pants. That I feel like great. that match actually probably helped happened. I it wouldn't surprise me. So uh, yeah, we we got to see Eddie Dennis uh, kind of uh, 
coming back. He had a, he had a brief injury, I think, and now he's uh, tearing it up on Ligero, and so he's, I guess, back to his winning ways, they say, and I, I think Eddie Dennis is the next guy to receive the Banks-Devlin push of getting a, a a good series out of someone, and I think maybe Eddie, Eddie Dennis versus Mastiff in like a just like a four or five match series, I think would do both of them really good things. I'd watch that. That sounds great. I just it, it, he feels like it, it, in this match with Ligero, he just he's so slow that I think it, it, wrestling him doesn't really do him any favors. He also looks like he's wearing a velvet basketball suit, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna blame Cassius Ono on that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't. I don't, I don't think it's a it's it, it's not a good look for him. Like he's a big guy. I think he should just have maybe trunks or something. I don't know. But it it, it was a fine match. Is uh, it was no the hunt. Who I know is your favorite. Yeah, I like those guys. How can you not like a guy named Wild Boar and uh, Primate? Uh, Primate, that's right. Pri- so they are. <laughs> I have a very soft spot for Primate. I have enjoyed the crap out of him since I started watching uh, English wrestling uh, on WCPW. Now Defiant, he was a mainstay of that. He was their GM for a while. He, his whole story is he just he wasn't big into wrestling. And, or had given up on it or something like that. I can't remember all the details until that started, and he got back into it just in the last two years just from that, and now he's he's there. And he didn't talk for, like, a year. It was the the whole, I'm a wild animal, and, like, literally someone brought him out on a chain, and he was, like, pulling against it like uh, Jet Li from that one movie, and then just let him go nuts. It was awesome. And he had some just of the most brutal matches. Him and Jimmy Havoc were... They were feuding for the hardcore title while the same time that they were the tag team champions for a long time. And that was an awesome little program. So big, big primate fan. Okay. That's good history to have. Yeah. Cause I, I, he showed up in NXT UK and I know they, they say a couple of things about him, but it's not, you know, any of the matches that he's had elsewhere. Or I, hopefully they'll, if he sticks around and they actually, you know, put some effort into him, then maybe we'll get to see callbacks to some of that because yeah it's it, right now as as you noted in my notes i have him as them as war raiders cross heavy machinery you just punch yourself in the throat for thinking <laughs> that <laughs> okay how about the guys they beat they're the hollister bros that's what i call them yeah that's fine i don't like that those guys are nothing. okay stoker and howley uh they've shown up once before on this program but uh they 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 pretty much did the same thing they did then they, they got beat pretty quickly uh the least impre- at least impressive least surprising thing this week on on WWE television is that Cassius Cassius Ono is still a dick and Ashton Smith didn't didn't believe that and thought he maybe had turned a new leaf but uh no birds gotta fly fish gotta swim Cassius Ono gotta (laughs) throw an arm at somebody after he shakes their hand (laughs) that's that's just what Cassius Ono do so I it's still weird to have him on this brand but uh, I think I'm going to show you guys what true British wrestling is. Is still a good heel uh, way of him, for him to go about it. I, I, I really don't know if he's going to stick around. I don't know if he'll have you know awesome matches with anybody on this brand at all. But it, it's fine. The, the crowd, I, I I can't remember where. Maybe it was on NXT. Maybe it was on the show. They they pointed out that the crowd was like really hyped for him. Like they were behind him in a way that I don't think they expected. So. Oh, like because they haven't seen him lose a hundred times, like the That's true. full cell crowd <laughs> yeah. had. Like I've, I think they moved him just because you can't use him to put people over anymore because he hasn't won anything in so long. It's just, it's just over. 
Yeah. So well, use, get, use him to get over Matt Riddle. Uh, you don't need to do that. Matt Riddle will do that on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash is not doing anything in that feud. Sorry. Uh, I, I want to mention just it, it was barely a promo, but Gallus cutting their promo from a coffee shop where they're all dressed up and you can hear the clinking of plates and everything. It, it's it's hard to take those guys seriously. Like they say that, you know, they are Gallus. They are the, the chosen ones. They are going to run this division and everything. And then all, all they do is lose and then cut promos from other places and talk about how awesome they are. Like I, I need these guys to do something yeah. and make me believe it. Like I've really thought they would start the, the, their reign at the, at takeover and have him beat done. But then that didn't happen. And Walter showed up and now that, Gallus is going to go nowhere, most likely. So, which really bums me out because I like the Coffee Brothers a lot. Oh, that's why they were at a coffee shop. It makes sense now. <laughs> it was their shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they own all coffee shops. Here we are, brothers, at an us shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I agree. I, I I like what I've seen of them so far, and I I think they. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just biding their time while other guys get you know opportunities and get to go on the New York show and show off their stuff. Uh, oh yeah, I don't think we mentioned that before the show. We were talking about uh, so Dunn and Walter are going to be on the Takeover New York card, and that that match that, that will be a title match on that card, and that is man, that is gonna I, the whole card is gonna pop the crowd, but man that match especially is going to be off the charts. Yes. I'm, I, I'm very excited for the match in a microcosm on a, uh, let's look at the whole brand sort of thing. I want, it feels a little hot shotted because Walter's had what four matches now. I mean, he's super dominant and he's got super history. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. But you've got to feel like this is the end of Pete Dunne as champion. Uh, if it's not, I I will be shocked if they, yeah, it, there's, like I said, he's done nothing in NXT UK basically so far. And he just hasn't been there long enough. And it's sure, if you bring a guy in and say his history is what defines him and so he gets a title shot immediately, that, that can work. And in this case, I think it does just because he does have such a... Uh, uh, legend behind him, and also he is freaking huge. Yeah, it's mostly just because he's really big. Yeah, yeah, it, it it makes sense, and I I don't have a problem with it. But yeah, it, it does feel like okay, this is this is Dunn's time is is done. So, uh, and Tyler Bate beat uh, James Drake because Tyler Bate is a big strong boy, and it's a fun match because Tyler Bate is awesome, and James Drake ain't bad either. No, oh, James Drake is great. I I like those guys. That was a, that was fun. Also fun is NXT because we get to deal with the whole Tommaso Ciampa's broken and we have to do something else with the we title. Gotta now. get a new one. It's uh, someone go down to the nice, Ciampa store. What get a nice little crap. Vi- we get a nice little video of Ciampa at the hospital with his family, uh, having the surgery done, and afterwards, you know, sh- shaking the doctor's hand. So, uh. I, I I like when they throw away you know heel face whatever for the moment and just just show us the moment of you know the, the not the surgery necessarily but just like that that vulnerability like they do with Braun Strowman mm-hmm. which may have worked against him but still just showing us what what happens you know when these guys truly get injured and saying you know I, I 
the doctor even points out the well it's it, he'll come back you know when these bones fuse back together and for most people that takes about a year so Ugh. laying it laying it right out yeah it's it's uh, i don't know if you saw the uh i think he tweeted it out was a picture of goldie with a neck brace on <laughs> really okay that's awesome i love that yeah yeah it's sad because then he had to relinquish the title and it's not his anymore but i if they would have just hung it up <laughs> in, so in, that's uh, what they should have done is like kept it on him and had like wheel him out on a hospital bed every day and like have him sit above the the arena like uh, Mil Muertes used to do in Lucha Underground sitting on this throne of skulls, but it's him in a hospital bed with a neck brace. I don't think uh, a throne of skulls and a hospital bed, I don't think has the same uh, oomph. I don't think it has the same look. I don't, I don't know that. It, it, plus, the, it, Ciampa's music already starts with a beep, beep. Yeah, see, it's perfect. Beep. So you don't want that to be <laughs> hearing that and hearing him flatline. Oh, God. Go check on him. No, no, it's just my entrance music. I was just, I was just being rolled out by my nurse. Yeah, who is Candice LeRae? Because <laughs> Ciampa gets his ultimate revenge. <laughs> Florence Nightingale syndrome. <laughs> She's not doing any wrestling, so why not? Well, that's, that's do a something. problem. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the first half of NXT is, well, it's Triple H, you know, talking about, you know, the title match to come and how important the championship is and NXT is great. And then we get to hear from literally everybody on the NXT roster about what they think about this awesome match that Triple H just made. <laughs> um, it, it, it really is just like bouncing back and forth from different people. Kathy Kelly is really putting in the work of what do you think about this match? And it's like, man, it's going to be crazy. Also, I'd like to be a takeover. And then she just walks away. <laughs> like, nope. Sorry. We don't have time for that tonight. Um, I do have a breakdown of the, they do get quick little uh, recorded messages from the, the guys in the match. So, uh, Alistair and Ricochet are standing together and saying like, Ricochet says, Hey, either I or Alistair will be winning. So one of us will be pulling double duty at takeover. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alistair basically says everyone in the match except myself will fade to black, <laughs> which gives Ricochet, <laughs> which makes Ricochet just like give shrug. Like, Hey, he's crazy. What can I say? That's my roommate. Yeah, it really is like, I'm going to destroy you. Well, or I could win. Who knows? <laughs> Sometimes I backflip into people and win things. <laughs> That's true. I don't even mean to. It's just what my body does. I just go to sleep and I wake up and I'm champion. Uh, <laughs> Dream basically just you know talks about being double champion for the first time ever and dream over. Matt Riddle, I don't think, was prepared to cut this promo. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of stares at the camera for a moment. It's, I've been here a while. Okay. Not that long, but a little while. And at NXT New York TakeOver, my undefeatedness continues. I'll be champion, and then he just passes out. <laughs> so I, I think they caught Matt Riddle at a bad time. I, I feel bad for uh, him. It didn't really do much for him. And Adam Cole, of course, is hanging out with his buddies in their shipping container, just talking about how undisputedly he will make Barclays undisputed again and doing the little devil horns W hand symbol. So that's, that's, that's what we get. And then we get the match and it's all five of those guys fighting for the right to be the number one contender. And it's amazing. I, I can't say anything about this match. Just go watch it. Cause it's, it, 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 it's so many little matches that we also want to see. Like watching riddle with all these guys is amazing because he hasn't fought any of them. 
like in, in an actual match or a feud. He's they obviously been building towards that, but putting him in there, we get to see him, you know, match up with pretty much all of them and have little moments of you know locking in the bro mission on a couple of them. He has Alistair Black like done before Adam Cole comes in and screws him over, and uh, Adam Cole is your final winner. He's he's going to take over to face Johnny Gargano who apparently is the other number one contender. I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure. What, I guess what they five man match. Did he win to get that? Uh, he, he knocked out the champion and I guess ostensibly <laughs> is the reason why he's gone. <laughs> if you, you got, if you want to be the man, you got to beat up the man as he's tries to beat you up. That's I guess. I mean, yeah. triple H doesn't even give a reason. Like he just, he just says they will be facing Johnny Gargano, who is the, the rightful, uh, number one contender for the title. And it's like, okay, I guess since you said it, we have to believe it, but could you, could you show us why a little bit? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, like, I get you, it. you obviously had six people worth putting in there have two, three, three way matches. Yeah. It, it, it's fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. Like in outside of you have a problem with anything this episode. Yeah. It's, it's very, very good. It's, it's, it's also weird because they clearly had to, you know, rewrite everything and do these other little things. And, Ask Dream to have this match when he's clearly going to build towards a feud with uh, most likely Riddle at well, not Ooh. a feud necessarily, but a match at Takeover. That'd be that'd so be good. Yes, yes, and I'm I'm pretty sure Ricochet Black are going over next week, and they will be fighting War, War Raiders at Takeover. Uh, oh, that was another fr- promo, real quick. That uh, the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> they asked them about the match and they're just like did you did you wonder about the main event next week when we're another guy well I, I honestly forget which one is which but one of them is just like yeah they they forgot they forgot about us they've forgotten about the forgotten sons <laughs> like <laughs> you're not supposed to say that out loud we're supposed to just infer that that's the that's the point of your name whatever so it's all very good if you have not watched that episode of nxt definitely do it is it is it, it's rewritten genius at its best and also features an amazing match that everybody needs to see they've It'd just, be awesome if that made like match of the year <laughs> that would be great they've gotten really good at just uh scrambling and like the stuff they've done by reacting to bad situations is better than the stuff they plan yeah i feel like that should maybe say something about the product but unless well, they're bad at planning but they're i don't know yeah some people are good at, at, at thinking on their feet, and so, cool. When we have to throw Finn Balor into something and just say, hey, just go with it, it, it turns out he's really good at that. Maybe that's how we should book him from now on instead of overbooked uh, bullcrap matches and feuds. So, yeah. Speaking of him, I did notice the WrestleMania poster has him as the demon. Whoa. So I, 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 Wait, I, I, think they're, I think they're calling their shot. Is, is he challenging for the IC title? I think that's most likely going to be him him and Lashley, yeah. And he'll b- bring the demon oh, well, to WrestleMania. Like I like the demon. I, I wish we had seen it more. but And I guess the IC title is a better reason to do it than Baron Corbin's being mean to me. So I, I guess this is a step in the right direction. I was hoping we wouldn't see it again until he uh, challenged for the title again. The, the big one. The jammy one. The jammy one? It looks, looks like, like it's covered in jam. It's like strawberry jam. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Um, a couple of ringside area moments I did want to point out. Uh, I know I had you watch them before the show, but I, I, there's a, a wrestler down in um, NXT 
I don't know what it, I don't know if he wrestles. He's on Xavier Woods's up, up, down, down rollout show, which is their live play D D and D. And, uh, he goes by the great black otaku. Anyways, on Twitter, he posted a video of, I think him and somebody else doing Shayna Baszler's theme, but with lyrics, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> and, uh, I, I won't try and recreate it. You just, you should go watch it. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes and you should, you should watch that. It's very funny. And also Dean Ambrose tells a joke to his fist bros and his wife. And it's a, it's a very bad dad joke. And again, I won't, I won't try and I won't tell the joke here, but it's a, it's, it, we, we talked about it. I'm glad they don't do stuff like this necessarily in the ring, but I wish, especially in the last bits of their, their run, if Dean is indeed leaving, which he is that they'd done more stuff like this, like just joking around and like this is dudes being dudes. Like these, these are these guys just hanging out before the show starts. Renee's like, you know, sitting at commentary, getting ready to settle in and they're just making dumb jokes at each other. And it's, it's just fun to watch them having fun. Yeah. I I like seeing the, 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 the the real, I like seeing the real side of people from time to time and it's fun. It's enjoyable, so all yes. about it. All about it. All about that wrestling. We'll be all about it next week on the next episode of Pro Grapplers. Until then, thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe to it. You can subscribe on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. There's a way to subscribe to it. Please do so you get every episode sent right to you. If you can leave a review while you're there, please do. We appreciate those. We love those. We covet those. You can also talk to us on Twitter. Find us talking about all things wrestling there at P Grapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. And individually, I am at Idahobo. We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm Amazing Jason Sigler. And I will always be Steve the Shinkaker Shinny. We are hopefully going to pay more attention to the women next week here on Pro Grapplers. Now, uh, Pro Grapplers, but that wasn't our fault. They didn't really do much except for fight.